Let's pick up where we left off last time. Now time for part two of that conversation from last time. But this time. Not last time. Got it? I don't know, so we, we started talking about trans athletes again. We we took a little break, but mm-hmm. we decided that we wanted to hit record because it's it's a, it's something that we're passionate about. We're talking right. about so so, so there, you know without getting into any details around it. But recently, there I saw a Facebook post about um, a college collegiate athlete in uh, New Hampshire that won won uh, I think it was uh, hurdle. I, I don't know enough even about track to be commenting on this, quite honestly, but won a race. They won a, a running, jumping a re- event? A, a race where you run and jump over things really fast. And <laughs> Was it the cyclocross of, of, of track and field? Yeah, something like that. And no dismounts, though, because they're permanently dismounted because there's no bike. But, <laughs> this makes uh, no sense. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, Karen, we're going to talk, talk to you about cyclocross. Oh, we have a plan for that. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, uh, you know, I I'm sorry, everybody, if I'm if I seem like I'm making light of this, but you know that's what I do when I'm nervous or something. But anyway, <laughs> so a year like a year ago, this athlete had competed as a, as a as a man and didn't do too hot. Was like eighth out of ninth in the same event, eight eight out of nine in the same event. So, but had just won and set a school record as a transgender athlete. Against women, so there was this whole thing about it, and it, and I'm reading the post like, God, what the fuck? Like seriously, like people, you know, what's wrong with people? And this one wo- woman, not that it matters, but she made a post that I was like, fuck yeah, that's right. She said, how about starting it when children are getting into sports, men and women are actually allowed to compete against each other. It happens. And in, it's not, it happens in juniors racing, and I see girls whoop boys' asses all right. the time. So maybe we should all be thinking about that. Like, does it matter? And maybe women and men should just compete against each other from the start. And let's see what what are male athletes scared to actually get beaten by women? Well, because I guarantee it's they are start happening. They are because there's a lot and, of misogynistic assholes. In sport, but, and that's the fucking problem here because those those people are the problem. So if we're going to talk about what the problem is, that's the problem. Because I would love to get my ass kicked by a woman in a bicycle race. Sure. Actually, I don't like getting beat by anybody in a bicycle race. I'm going to be honest, but I'd be cool with a woman get beating me in a bicycle. You know what I mean? Like it's not a problem, right? And and you know like. You wouldn't cry about it. You you would just say it's sport. I got beaten by yeah. someone who was better than me. Better That's than what me. sport is. It actually, happens all the time. It's true. <laughs> I get beat all the time, yeah. and it doesn't really matter who it is. I still want to beat them the next time. Right. And you know, uh, maybe that. Maybe I. My point is that was that was a great comment that I read in the social medias, in the Facebooks, in the Facebooks. In the internets. Yeah. How about it shouldn't be an issue regardless of gender? I'm with you. Yeah. 
because sport for sport's sake. No, because you know, fucking dudes like to have power over women, and that's what this is about. And let's like not sugarcoat it. And any time that that's questioned, any time that that's you know, there's an issue with it. There's still guys out there that 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 have problems. You know, it's just ridiculous. No, they're weak minded. It's just ridiculous. It is. It's not fucking 1950, 1850, 1750. You know what? 1650. You can't even say that anymore because it's happening now and it's growing. Yeah. It's and just. It's, it's oh, just by a, the way, it is not political. It's not political. This is a human issue. It's people. Right. It's just. It's people. The problem is it's becoming more and more pervasive because of cultural norms. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, like. Walk, skate, surf. Skateboard a mile in, in anybody else's shoes. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we were on fire. Wow. Um, I, I do hope that that was a funny bit and not a serious bit, That because uh, I have no idea where this gets dropped in. And here I am talking about our patreon.com slash marginal groans pledge drive. Yes, that's right. It's time in the show where I have my hat in hand and I'm asking you for at least two bucks a month to help us keep this thing going and cover our hosting fees and maybe buy a, a four pack of highbrow New England IPA. It, it would be nice to not drink Miller Lite. Anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash marginal groans. Patron levels start at just two bucks a month and they go up from there and I won't go into all the gory details about the benefits of becoming a patron but you know you're you're supporting us you're supporting your friends your you know your best friends jeremy and jed we're there for you maybe we maybe we give you a, a lead out by accident or maybe we uh we gave you some words of encouragement during a bike race or uh, jeremy didn't say that you look fat um at the beginning of the season because he says it to me all the time and frankly it's starting to get to me but your money will make me feel better about that so please go to patreon.com slash marginal groans and show us a little love if this is your first time listening to the show welcome we're really glad to have you if this is your millionth time listening to the show that's great i did not see those analytics um if you're listening a million times i really i think you you probably should do something else with your time anyway back to more marginal groans thanks let's talk about something serious what the lance armstrong interview that i didn't hey. listen to did you <laughs> yeah. listen to that I, I watched I, watched. I saw it and I was like do I no I'm not going to waste my time on this I'm just going to read the comment thread below it nah, he's full of shit what did he say this time uh, blah 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 it wasn't me no you did know, he own up to it because he usually does in the interviews but but then he tries to pass it off like uh, it was institutional everybody was doping I don't know why I'm using this accent for Lance Armstrong but yeah uh, well all right Here's the issue. That okay. He said the first. So it was such a. It was such an interesting way that he approached it, because he was asked, "When was the first time you took like, you know, like performance, like serious performance?" And he said, "Well, you know, there's those times where you take things, and it may or may not be performance enhancing." Blah, 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 skirt the issue, skirt the issue, skirt the issue, 1993. 
Oh, come on. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I raced you as a junior. You look 25. <laughs> Don't give me that shit. 93? Yeah. Give me a break. He was a grown, like, he was a grown man in, among boys. Yeah. You he was know, he in was, 1988. He was like a he was like a big beefy boy in 1993. It was before he. Well, he was bigger than us. Like yeah, I like mean, for I was a cyclist, 20 fucking pounds for a cyclist. I mean? He yeah. he was he was you know jacked. He was a he. He just was a man. Yeah. You know, he was like he looked 25. I'm not exaggerating it. Yeah. I I whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, there are people out there that are going to always, they're always going to love him. They're going to say, well, you know, he was a, a victim of a times, but <sighs> I, I just, I don't care anymore. I, I would love. <sighs> he shouldn't be a topic. God, I so badly like, want what? to talk about doping on this show. And like. We're an hour into our. We're an hour into it. We're not going to get to it tonight. And we dance around it all the fucking time. We don't dance around it. We, we do. We do. We do. Well, the, the only time we recorded a show about doping, we, we ended up ruining the recording. We couldn't use it. Yeah. Well. All right. So we talked about Nibirin earlier. Um, and as I mentioned, I was really, really sick. In my cold that I had. Had turned into some really, really bad chest congestion. Okay. And I didn't have time. Like, I guess I could have just gone on to, um, you know, USADA and website and checked whether Mucinex or, or something is illegal. You know, just to clear up. I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's OTC. It should be totally legal. No, don't be confused. Just because something can be bought over the counter, but Mucinex, it's just an Mucinex has is an expectorant. It's designed to clear knows? to clear your lo- yeah. Who knows? But I, I you are know, you going to, are you going to Masters Nationals this year? No, it's in Colorado, and I I don't have those kinds of lungs. Exactly. I, I'm not doing that. Anyway, so uh, my, my point is, you start questioning whether you can take over the counter meds. Nobody wants to like take a chance, right? right. Um, because it's so hard to get things like uh, TUE therapeutic use exemptions. For those who don't know, it's not easy to do depending on what it is. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think my point is is that it's it's. Uh, I'm going to put this the right way. Yeah. We all have lives. We have jobs. We're racing because we love the sport and we love competition and we love racing. But we we don't have like sports doctors that are assigned to our team. We right. don't have these budgets. We can't just file therapeutic use exemptions for, for everything, we medications we might need. As individuals. So you know what we do? We sacrifice shit. That's important. Like health. Like health. Yeah. Like you were sick for a month because you were afraid of taking some over-the-counter cough medicine. Well, which, th- that was just so I could clear up my lungs to race. It just sounds so stupid. But yeah. Like get healthy. Yeah. Who cares? Well, I wanted to race my bike. But, but you know, my point is is like we, we take these risks with our lives and it's not a fair playing field. 
That's the point. And yet we're all under the same restrictions. There is no there is no sliding scale of the difference between a master and ama- uh, an amateur master, an amateur and a pro. Right. We all follow the same USADA restrictions. But it's not the same. So cuz I'm telling you and it's not the same in the pros either. You know? Like you can be on a domestic team that's not paying you to race you. You're not really a professional. You're a cat one with a professional racing license. You, you are not on salary. You're lucky if you're making enough to like buy groceries. So talking and, about like our like our like our friend John yeah. John Harris right. races for Butcher Box. He's he's earning every every race he places in or wins or preem yeah. he gets. That's going to pay bills. That's going I mean, to, right. I mean, that, using him that. as an I don't example, know what his we, I know. I'm, so not not assuming his situation, situation, but using him as like a, an elite amateur or a, like a low level pro, right? Let's call it domestic pro. Domestic pro, right? So, so a domestic pro is not making money to race a bike, right? You're not being paid a substantial salary. You you're getting your expenses paid. You're getting your entry fees paid. Uh, maybe there's bonuses in there. Maybe you're doing a bait, but it's 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 like a minimum wage job, right? If like I've known some pros that have gone through an entire season, domestic pros, and never got paid, never got paid, right? So that's the difference, you know. A pro is a cat one whose team bought them and whose team has enough riders to get professional racing license, right? So. There's that level. And then there's like the, you know, international, like world tour pro teams that have money for doctors and complete staff. And somebody gets a cold, TUE is filed. Right. Prescriptions are written. You know, all that. So it's not, yet we're all under the same standards. Right. It's and not. Fa- it's not fair. That needs to be looked at because sure. you know what? There are people who are, are probably getting popped just because they've been prescribed something that is enhancing their lives off the bike or some, some kind of shape. Form it it might might not even be maybe not even like a, a sexual enhancement or uh, well, I mean, or, or, phys- or a physical better. enhancement. Maybe it's something that's keeping them alive. Like maybe they're on yeah. some heart medication or. Yeah. They've got a or respiratory some kind of illness, steroid. or ste- right for some other issue that's seriously life threatening. So there should be a direct line. There should be an allowability that makes it as easy for everybody else, and not just easy for the pro teams that have millions of dollars budget. Yeah. The- that's what I'm talking about. And and anybody can be upset with me for saying this, but you know what? I'm not scared to say it because I'm somebody who actually sacrifices medication that I need, that I do not take because I want to race my bicycle. Because so, you, you know that USADA could show up at any bike race yeah. and, and pee test you, and then you get sanctioned and you're out. And then it's all over social media. And you're done. You're the doper. Right. Right, Jeremy Brazil, the doper. Oh, well, there. Oh, fuck, just like, fuck that fuck guy, that. Jeremy, the doper, the doper right. from Connecticut. Because Everybody in Connecticut dopes. Blah 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 blah. Because blah. he was diagnosed since he was a child with with 
ADHD and ADD and and can't as an adult take those medicines. That's so crazy. This so is I, like yes, this is a sport that we do as a hobby. Yeah. It's so dumb that you can't take med- – like that you won't take medication that's going to make your life better yeah. because you're afraid of a P-test at a parking lot criterion. Right. That – like think about and it's that. One, and since it's amphetamine, it's one of the hardest things to ke- get a TUE. And I do have to – I'm pretty sure I would have to renew that TUE every season, which means this – to go through the whole thing again with psychi- psychiatric evaluations and this and that and the third. That's crazy. Why are we held to the same standard as continental pros? Yeah. Makes no sense. Right. And guys you know, guys it, in their 40s. Yeah. R- racing for candy bars, basically. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. Well, I, lo- I love bike racing, but like, wh- <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I get it. Like, yes, there are people that are going to abuse the system. They're going to take testosterone. They're going to be like, what was his name? David Anthony in New York, who mm. got busted at the Grand Fondo New York for taking EPO and, and all other sorts of crap. Right. Yes, there are going to be outliers like that. Yeah. But most of us are just trying to get along in life, right? Yeah. Trying to take drugs that are, or medications that are going to help us. Mm-hmm. With the rest of our life, not the, you know, the small percentage that we spend on bike racing. Sure. So, so I'm not saying that there should be different standards, right? I'm not saying there should be, there just should be a different approach to getting a TUE. Sure. And it should be harder, harder for the people who are getting paid to race their bike than it is to the people who are not. To the people who are paying to race their bikes. Who are paying to race their bikes. Thousands of dollars a year. Yeah. Like that group of people should have an easier process to get a TUE than the ones who have the money to get the TUE easier. Yeah. Oh, man. That's all that I have to say. You're so right on this. Absolutely. Because, you know, I've been through it. I've been through it. I, I... I used to, so this is what I used to do. So I, I used to be on, you know, Adderall yeah. for ADD. So what I would do was I would take it like two days a week. And then I would wean myself. So whenever I did a race, I, I didn't have it in my system. But you know what I was? I was a miserable bastard to people for, for like at least two days a week. Huh. And I, this is like an, an opening up and an honesty. Because, you know, that's because I'm an honest person. Right. When in that situation, that's that. And I would take it in the winter. Off season. So you you probably felt great when you were, you know, in the off season training and you're, you know, your head, your head, your head was where it should have been. Well, the rest yeah, of the year. because because that's the way that type of medication works, because yeah. unfortunately, it's addictive and you you have to keep it consistent it's when you start f- fucking with like the levels of like when you take it it just messes it messes with your your body you know it's i wonder so, so like it's just it's just really really unhealthy to take it sporadically and not like every day and you know i i eventually got to the point where like i'm just going to go 100% without because I didn't want to be a miserable prick for two or three days a week. I'd rather be a miserable pr- prick every day. No, I'm just kidding. 
uh, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the Jeremy I know. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, I mean, I'm just being honest about it. Like, it, it's just one of those things where um, I think a lot of people can say the same story. Sure. And I know, you know, I'm definitely not pro-doping. And I never want to be considered or somebody put those words in my mouth. I'm just saying somebody needs to look at the process and make sure it truly is fair. That's all. Sure. And and, and, and anybody who wants to comment and say, oh, well, those are the choices you make. You shouldn't be racing your bike is complete. Like, once again, put somebody else's shoes on because one day you will have to. Like, eventually, all the people who – anybody will end up in that situation at some point in their life if they keep racing their bike. Yeah. You know? So. Well, it's not like our numbers are getting any bigger. Yeah, uh, there's less cyclists, of us. Yeah. You know, shrinking away year after year. Yeah, we do, I, th- I think we have a sport that's doing everything it can to get people to not, you know, compete in it. You know? In so many ways. Like, costs are going up. It's getting more difficult. It's getting more opinionated. You know, it's just, I don't know. Maybe we're the guys that are going to make the change. We'll have a good message. People will believe in it and we'll turn this whole thing around. That's a beautiful thought. Yeah. I like to think we can do that. Yeah. And it's like the doves are like flying <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Like there's some kind of magic. Whoa, look at them. Look at all those doves. I just, a rainbow just sprouted from your head. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's a shitload of bike paths getting put in. That's cool. It's true. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can have like bike path races. Oh, will you be a bike path specialist? <laughs> a bike path specialist. <laughs> so they open they open the sick ass uh, bike path uh, um, from in the Highland Park area, Manchester, that goes through Bolton Notch. It's all these like iron uh, bridges over like three eighty four and stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I went out, you know, when it started getting warm, and I and I went, and there's like kids riding bikes everywhere. It's like packed. It's amazing. <clears throat> and I ended up getting this like KOM because I was like one of the first people to ride on it. I get this notification, right? It, uh, you know, uh oh, you lost your KOM. Strava KOM, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I look it up, and some guy's like, first ride out on the tri bike. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? You wanted to go out and crush uh, a bike path KOM? Well, he's trying hard. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, KOMs are doomed anyway. Like how? Like you, you, at a certain point, we're not evolving fast enough for Strava. No, how's that? Well, it, you can only get so fast. It's true. As humans, and and I think Strava's actually getting to that point where like, like it's getting harder and harder to take KOMs. You know, the other day though, Saturday. I was out on my uh, my usual Saturday morning group ride. The, the, when there's no racing, I do the, I do a shop ride near me. And uh, one of the guys that I ride with got a flat. So I, mm-hmm. I, I hung back and waited for him. And we sort of figured out where we could cut, cut the route and meet up with the group. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I got home and uploaded my ride to Strava. And I got a KOM. Mm-hmm. And 
I thought, wow, that's funny. I, I don't aim for these. I haven't got one of these in a while. And then, of course, he uploaded his workout and he got me by two seconds. And yeah. I guess he was in front of me. But I didn't realize there were any KOMs left to get. It's yeah. sort of like, you know, trying to trying to discover some un, uh, some new country or well, some yeah, new land. Well, it was land. probably flat. No, it was, was actually it? – it, it was on a short climb. Really? I got a KOM on a short climb. Hey, congrats. Yeah, shit happens, right? Because it, yeah, but no offense to you. It's probably because nobody ever rides it's on true. a section yeah. of road. Fuck you. <laughs> No, but but I mean, those are like you have to start just making new segments. But there's segments everywhere, so my, I, uh, I, I'm just saying. Have you, have you ridden? Have you physically ridden in New York City? It's oh, like yeah. nothing but segments. Yeah. It's crazy. But but I, but I think it's just reached critical mass. Yeah. Yeah, was, I see, I see what you're mass. saying with the with the 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 evolution of man. Like, yeah, we can't get faster. So what do we do? We chop off a second here, add a second yeah, yeah, there. Like to the... it, it eventually, like it's getting harder and harder and harder. Yeah, you know. So what's next for Strava then? I guess we'll have to I ask think they're them. fucked. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Well, they I'll keep add, they try to you know they, they've got features that they sort of add. Well, they're trying to make year. it a social media platform. It's never going to happen. Yeah, nobody cares. I, mean, I, like I, I have, always get like notifications. You know, so and so just completed a ride. Give them a you know. Like, I, I, I never do that. Like I turn those notifications off. Yeah, yeah. I I don't Attaboy. I don't really give kudos, but you th- rode your bike. You bike rider. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. <laughs> now, if they turn Training Peaks into a social media platform. That would probably get ugly. Uh, yeah. Do you do you leave your training peaks open? Public no. view? No. That's mm. for me. Yeah. No, no. I can't remember if I'm like what mine's set at. Oh, I'll have to look you up. I don't care. I, I've got nothing to hide on my uh, power numbers. I guess. Uh, uh. You want to see what my workouts are? No, I don't. Probably as boring as mine. Mm. Well, they involve pedaling. Yeah, and riding for a certain amount of seconds at a certain power number. Yeah, yeah. That's gone. That's gone away for me in the last four weeks, and I'm really enjoying riding my bike for the first oh, time in a long. You're time. You're not being coached. I'm not being coached right now. Yeah. Wow. What's that feel like? Uh, all right. So, my coach is awesome. My friend, a good friend of mine, um, that was my coach. But it, it just got to the point where. My life schedule is just complex, you know. Like, my my I'm a, I'm taking care of my kids a lot more because you know their mom has a really really demanding job right now. Uh, she's doing her thing, so you know my kids are with me right a lot. Plus, I really enjoy being around them a lot. Uh, in my job, I'm, ba- I'm basically running a couple companies, right? So, I was getting to this point where. I, I was forcing these workouts and I was getting really, really stressed out if I didn't do my workout. And you know what? It was more common than not that I that I was skipping my training plan and just and then I'd get behind and it wasn't getting adjusted to like where my fitness was and right. my power numbers. And so it was getting harder like when I could actually do one on say like a Tuesday night, I couldn't hit my numbers. Right. And it was just this, it was compounding things for me. And to the, I wasn't To the point where, like, you're, you're waiting for a rest week just to sort of reset. I just, like, feeling guilty. Yeah. Well, you're paying for this thing I'm that you're paying. not using. Yeah. And I'm wasting somebody's time. And I'm wasting my time. Right. Because my life doesn't actually support. You know what my life, 
I get an open moment and I ride my bike in that open moment. And you know what? Fuck if I want to enjoy it. You know, like I actually want to enjoy it. Yeah. You want to ride for the sake of riding. Yeah. So like the last month, month and a half, I've been without a plan. Um, and I've just been riding when I can ride and what I want to ride. You know, if I want to ride on my, my cross bike, that's what I'm doing. If I want to ride on my mountain bike, that's what I'm doing. If I want to, if I want to, you know, have a hard workout, I have a hard workout. I'm, I've been doing it long enough. I know not to do it on a Friday. Right. You know, like, I mean, and then I, I'm actually, it's, it's a lot better, man. It's a lot better for me. That sounds healthy. Yeah. It's just, it's making me enjoy my, my bicycle, uh, again and We're not good. feel like it's a fucking chore or a job. Well, it shouldn't be. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, this is like advanced softball league. Mm. It's it's great that we all do it, but there's a lot more to life yeah, than I'm bike st- racing. I'm still not ready to call it a hobby, though. No, it's not a hobby. It's a sport. This is a real sport. It's not golf. Yeah. Thanks for saving my life earlier today, Admiral Spaceship. I owe you one. As long as we have cats that shoot lasers out of their mouths, we'll be okay. Oh, jeez, I'm getting transmission from base. Did you ever see laser cats on Saturday Night Live? Oh, yeah, laser cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the future. <laughs> I like how in some scenes they're holding actual cats. In other yeah. scenes they're, where they're shooting the cats, yeah. they're stuffed animal cats. And then they cock the cat. Yeah. Like the cat neck. Cock. Yeah. Dude, this shit's so funny. Yeah, it's pretty laser funny. Laser cats. There's a whole, uh, there's like a, a cycling kit company called Laser Cats. Is there? The whole thing's based on laser cats. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I won't wear that. I wouldn't wear that either. We produced it for a little while at yeah. Somerville. Yeah. yeah. And then they moved on to like six other kit distributors. Yeah. My latest love is uh, Ridge Supply. Yeah. You bought a lot of Ridge Supply socks the last time I saw you. Yeah, the, I did. That, I that, bought a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah. Great colorways. They make great stuff. Good kit, too. Yeah, yeah. I went to, uh, they had some kind of like discount um, for uh, Memorial Day. Oh. And I went to go buy the kit and it's like... Not going to be in stock anytime soon, so uh, I didn't buy anything. I think they're made. I think their stuff is made by the same the, by the guys at Cutaway. Yeah, or they're part of Cutaway, or I don't know. So it's mm. good. It's good quality stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. they should give us socks, and we'll mention them on yeah. the podcast. Well, we're out of energy bars, by the way, Katrina. Oh yeah, I ate them all. Have you tried the new flavor from Real Energy Bars? You guys, it's crazy good. This is the one I've been talking about, date nut brownie with hemp seeds. And that's all. So simple, so delicious, and made right here by our friend Katrina in Woodbury, Connecticut. Really, each bar comes in a biodegradable baking cup and has two servings at just under three ounces each. That's more than enough for your quick breakfast or a snack, your training ride, your 12-hour death march training ride. Uh, Maybe take, you know, two or three for that one. Real Energy Bars, they're flipping the whole energy bar scene on its head with their simple, satisfying, and totally organic bars. Really good. Trust me, when have I lied to you? But that one time doesn't count. Order a sample box today. Do it today and get free shipping on your first order of $50 or more at realenergybars.com. All right, so uh, how about we we record the same intro that's the outro? Oh. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. No, that's it. Oh, no. We're not not having a conversation? No. Okay. Man. 
I'm Jeremy. I'm Jed. And this was Marginal Grunts. Oh, it was, not is. It <laughs> no, was. No, that doesn't work. No, okay, we'll try it again. Hey, I'm Jed. I'm Jeremy. And this was Marginal Grunts. Hi. We can't use that. No, it feels weird. I, oh, wait, wait, I have an idea. We feel compelled to introduce it. I have it. an idea. Okay. Um, all right, if you're choosing to listen to us, thank you, and we're sorry. Take a look at my face, dick. <laughs>